Hi, my good friends. Welcome to my podcast, Proclaiming Freedom. My name is Sadie Anderson. I'm so glad you're here. It's another great day to give glory to God, so that's what we're going to do. If you want to find more episodes or other resources on the topics I discuss, head over to my website, proclaiming-freedom.com. Okay, let's jump into it. Okay, welcome again, my good friends. Before I jump into my testimony, I just wanted to give a brief introduction of a few things. This podcast was all the Lord's idea. I would have never thought about doing this ever before. Uh, I felt like God confirmed it in multiple ways, and so I kind of had to embrace that and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to figure this out and try to be obedient in the ways that you want me to be obedient. So that's pretty exciting to me. I am very interested in what the Lord wants to do with this podcast, what he wants to say. I always love how God's ideas are so different from my own and the path that he's leading me on makes little sense to me, but when I'm able to look back and see more of the bigger picture, you can really see that God is perfect and he doesn't waste anything. So with that in mind, I'm excited about this podcast. I'm not a pro at it. I'm learning as I go. So just bear with me in the awkwardness that is part of my natural state Once I'm finished telling my testimony, it'll probably take about three episodes, I'll jump into some other topics that I'm passionate about, that the Lord has brought up to me that are important to share with others and continue to grow in. So some of those topics include learning about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, um, God's heart for missions, church culture, I'll also have some guests on to share their testimony because I love hearing testimony and I always want other people to hear the testimonies that I've heard because they are so encouraging and just cool God stories to keep in mind as we're walking through our daily lives. I'll also have some conversations about the Enneagram. That was a helpful tool for me to find that the Lord really used to develop my understanding of myself and God's complexity of who he is. So those are just a few topics that I'll be covering as I move forward. With all that being said, I don't want to get too detailed in the introduction, so let's jump into my testimony. When I was 14 years old, I became aware of an attraction to the same sex, It felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, I was just aware of this. I was noticing this. I had no idea where it was coming from, why it was happening. It was a lot of confusion that I was experiencing during this time. I had a lot of fear, too, 
because my relationship with God at this point was more of a performance-based relationship. There was a lot of fear and guilt and shame. And so I realized that this same-sex attraction is not right, and I was afraid of God rejecting me. I was afraid that this thing that I did not choose would cause God to walk away from me, that I wouldn't be right in his eyes, that I wouldn't be able to have the relationship that I desired to have with him, that I wouldn't be able to follow him fully. So this fear was very heavy. I spent a lot of nights crying out to the Lord and praying, hoping that this attraction would go away, begging the Lord to take it away, that whatever lesson he wanted me to learn, I would learn it a different way, just not with this. And bargaining was also a part of those prayers and asking the Lord, if you take this away, I'll do whatever you want. And obviously that's an immature relationship to have with the Lord. But at that point, that was that was just how my perspective was shaped with most relationships. So, of course, it got put on to the God as well. I spent a lot of time just feeling devastated and lost, not knowing what was going to happen and feeling like I couldn't fix this, that this attraction, it was it was bigger than me and I just didn't understand why it was here. My church growing up was more on the religious and legalistic side. I happened to be a part of a really close youth group, which was awesome. The youth ministers and interns poured into my life and were there for me during a very difficult time. My parents had gotten divorced when I was 13, so the youth group and the leadership of the youth group became kind of an extension of family and really surrounded me in a time of a lot of changes going on. On the subject of same-sex attraction, from my memory, my church was quiet on this subject. If the discussion came anywhere near that topic, I remember there was a tone of, this is unforgivable. I've experienced this in many churches since then. Within the church, there can be a lot of fear and a lack of understanding of people who have experienced same-sex attraction. And this fearful environment can make it extremely difficult and unsafe for someone who might be experiencing this to feel like they can reach out and ask somebody to come alongside them in trying to sort out what they're going through. 
in another episode, I might go into more depth on different attitudes that you can find in the church. Obviously, the church is full of people who have fallen short of the glory of God, and that's okay because we're all on a journey. But unfortunately, the enemy can use that to just create more brokenness and and divide people further. Based on my personality and the way that I tend to react to things, this fearful environment paired with that drove me into repression and isolation. All through high school, I tried to stuff down and forget I had this nagging in the back of my mind. I didn't have any way to process it or to try and understand it. So it was easier just to push it away and ignore it, hoping that it would go away. I also kept many people at a distance because I was so afraid of somebody finding out and what that would entail, what kind of reactions they would have. And my inability to explain what was going on made me so afraid of anyone else ever finding out because I didn't know what to do. So this went on all through high school and I ended up going away to college. I had continued this repression and isolation until Till I gave in to the attraction. And there's a pattern that's common among women who experience same-sex attraction, and that is this all-or-nothing pattern. Now, obviously, this pattern can be experienced by anyone, so it's not specific to this, but it is often found in this population of women. So this pattern for me was a pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other. One extreme being in a relationship with a woman and ignoring God. And the other extreme being trying to earn righteousness with God and ignore the desire for relationship, ignore the attraction that I had. This swinging back and forth is agonizing. I've experienced it so many times without ever really being aware of what was going on. I was incapable of having healthy relationships with people. And I was still holding on to the mindset of needing to perform to be worthy of God's love. For most of my time through college... And even a few years afterwards, this pattern was my normal. And it was excruciating and it was painful. And again, I just could not understand how to navigate and how to really allow God to meet me where I was at. There's a certain spirit that people can experience and I believe that I have experienced this 
and that is an orphan spirit. And it's just another lie from the enemy that shapes our perspective to view everything through the lens of lack. The orphan spirit says, you can't trust anyone. There's never enough. You are responsible to get what you need to survive. It's kind of a way of describing a victim mentality. And there's quite a lot of pride, selfishness, and a lack of generosity in one's perception of others. So anyone can experience this type of uh, spirit, this type of uh, perspective, this deception of the orphan spirit. It's key to recognize it because it masks your awareness of God's goodness and his control in your life. So on the opposite end of an orphan spirit is a spirit of sonship, which is kind of the root identity of our relationship to God as the good father. And we know that this is the identity that we should be living from. Romans 1.6 says, And you also are among the Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. It's a spirit of belonging in the family of God. Later on in Romans 8, 14 through 17, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Having a spirit of sonship allows you to trust God and understand that he wants to provide for you and care for you out of his love and goodness, not out of a transaction of earning your way into his goodness and his love. Instead of making excuses for other people's success and blaming others for your perceived lack, which is what the orphan spirit does, You're able to see others' success as blessing from God. And because there's no lack in God, you know that their blessing does not take away from God's blessing to you. So I recognize now looking back that I I had this orphan spirit that was trying to earn my way into the kingdom of God instead of understanding that I was adopted in, that my effort didn't change my identity as a child of God. Identity is crucial, and I'll continue to talk about it in the next few episodes of my testimony. It's really important to understand which voice we are listening to. You get to decide whose voice you listen to, and if you don't know about God's goodness, you don't have to worry. You can start that conversation. You can ask God to show you who he is, and then the adventure begins. So I hope that that's one encouragement you take away as you're listening to my whole testimony, is that God wants to be known. He wants you to feel and experience his love and his goodness. So beginning that that relationship with him is 
such an amazing, life-changing decision. So in my perspective at this point, I was still in the earning righteousness or hiding myself from God. I didn't believe that my same-sex attraction could exist and also God is good. I so badly just wanted to fix the problem so I didn't have to deal with it anymore. My prayers kind of changed when I read this book by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce. It's about these different illustrations of people when they get to heaven. And one of them really struck me in this time of my life and really gave me a perspective of what God can do with my life. So in this story, there's a man who has this lizard that's attached to him, and this lizard is just straight up the enemy. It's telling him lies. It's tormenting him. It's kind of a part of who he is. And Jesus comes up to him and says, I can take that away from you if you want. And the guy decides, okay, you can do that. And then when God's trying to take it away, it's painful and it hurts really bad. And he's like, please stop. Like, never mind. I can't do this. The Lord keeps offering to him, like, there's a better way I have for you. I can take that away. So finally, the amount of torment that this lizard is giving the guy is like too much to handle. So he lets God take it away from him rips it off of him, and God kills this lizard. But then from the lizard being dead, it turns into this giant, beautiful white horse. And the guy is watching this transformation and is in awe. And he's like, yes, that's so cool. I'm going to ride this white horse. This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. And I realized that... I had to allow God to work whatever he wanted to work in my story because he hadn't just taken this attraction away at the beginning when I was begging him. He didn't answer my prayers in that case, so I changed my prayer to, okay, if I have to walk through this experience of same-sex attraction, then I want you to make it a billboard that points to your glory. I want you to transform what I think is devastating and tormenting and painful and confusing, everything that I don't want. Take that and write the story that glorifies you with it. And that was just kind of a moment of releasing this pressure of me needing to figure it out, me not understanding why this isn't right, just releasing that, giving it to God and saying, okay, what do you want to do with this? Because allowing God to 
begin to write your story and speak over you the truth that that he is and the love that he has for you it transforms everything and we are called to praise and worship God and our story how we live our life is one of those ways so I was just really invited into a place of okay God I want to see what you want to do with this that's where I'm going to pause my story for now before I go I just want to thank my youth pastors and the interns of my youth group for all the effort and the prayer they put into developing our youth group I am so grateful for the hours you spent with us mentoring, discipling, leading mission trips, and encouraging us in our personal faith development. You really helped me develop a meaningful foundation of faith, and that was all out of your faithfulness in serving and leading our youth group. So I just, I can't thank those leaders enough for the way that they poured into my life and walked with me during that time of high school age and formative years of deciding whose voice I want to listen to and who I want to be following. So just a big thank you to my youth group leaders. I'm going to close in prayer and then we'll be done for this episode. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this podcast and everything that you want to do with it. I just pray that people would encounter you speaking to them and would encounter your presence as they're moving forward in this week. I just come against the voice of the enemy that is speaking to any of these listeners, and I break that off in the name of Jesus Christ. The enemy can no longer speak lies, can no longer bring fear and anxiety into their minds, into their thoughts. We just cancel that and bind that in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray that you would put a hedge of protection around everyone who is listening, um, that you would just fill them with your presence and you would show them the ways that you're speaking to them because You are speaking in unique ways, and we're so thankful that you want to talk to us more than we want to hear from you. So I just pray that people would become aware of how near you are and what your voice sounds like. We just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you were blessed and encouraged as you listened. Proclaiming-freedom.com is my website. Go ahead and check it out. There's also a contact form as well. If you would like prayer, fill out the form on my website. I'd love to pray for you. It's one of my favorite things to do, so don't hesitate to reach out.